Hi folks, Jean here and welcome to the first ever episode of Have You Ever Read? I'm really excited about this. I've been working on this project on and off for almost a year. I've probably been putting it off for a number of reasons, fear, procrastination, workload, distractions and the rest, but thankfully we're finally here. Anywho, before we dive into today's episode, I thought I would lay out the structure of the show. In each episode, I'll speak to a Christian about a book that's had an impact on their life. Before we dig into the book, we will speak a little bit about their own personal faith journey and what the Lord is currently doing in their life. We will then jump into the book and speak about what the book is about and how it has changed the person's life. Now, I don't want this to be a podcast that covers over the cracks, so we will also take a look at parts of the book that we've both found challenging. To round up, in each episode, I'll ask the guests about their reading habits, favourite author and favourite books. Now, just as a bit of a warning, this podcast is aimed at the global church, which means some of us may disagree with some of the opinions of the authors or guests on particular topics. But to me, that's okay. In a large family, you don't always agree with all your aunts, uncles, in-laws, cousins, siblings or parents, but you are all still one family. I wanted to create a podcast that brings us together as Christians and focuses on what we agree on rather than majoring on our disagreements. So if you hear something you disagree with, can I kindly ask you to put it to one side and just as Paul told the Thessalonians, hold on to what is good. I can assure you by God's grace, I shall do my best to feature books and guests of people who love God and are passionate about glorifying him in all that they do. All right, enough of all the formal stuff. Let's focus on today's episode. Today's episode is with my friend Tutu. Tutu and I have been friends and members of the same church for about 15 years. We started in the youth church together and have been friends ever since. Tutu and I recorded this in September 2021, hence the reference to lockdown. I mean, like I said, it has been a long road to get here. (laughs) I wasn't joking. Um, We began by speaking about his journey in Christ and the importance of missionaries in Western democracies before diving into his book of choice, The Art of Leadership by Dakiwood Mills. A lot has changed in the world and the global church and my life since Tutu and I sat down in September. But I think the content is still relevant and good and so is the book. I hope you agree as you listen to Have You Ever Read The Art of Leadership with my friend Tutu. Hi Tutu and thanks for joining us today on Have You Ever Read. Um, As you know this is a podcast about books so grateful that you could join us today to give us your insight on books but before we get cracking um, why don't you tell your audience tell the audience a bit about how a bit about how you and I know each other. Well um, we went to the same church and um, I believe that you know after being in the church for some time um, I got to know a lot of the individuals that were in the church as well as the leadership. And you were actually one of the leaders at the church at the time. So um, I kind of ended up bonding with you. And, uh, and then obviously um, from there, we actually, yeah, we got to know each other. And since then, we've been mates. So, yeah, we've been mates for a few good years. It's probably about 15 years now, right? Yeah, time flies. Yeah, time flies when you're having oh, yeah. fun, right? <laughs> Um, so do you want to tell the audience about um, your Christian walk and um, how you came to know Christ Um, in terms of my Christian walk so um, basically the church I attend which is Master Sea Chapel International basically I had a camp in around 2000 and 
1997. It was a camp that took place, and um, I attended this camp. Um, after I attended the camp, I had quite a supernatural experience in terms of encountering God, and um, that changed my life completely. Um, I'm currently living in Australia. I'm a teacher. And um, ever since that time, I've been working with the Lord. It's been a blessing. Okay. And you say you're living in Australia. Um, Tutu's being a bit uh, modest there. He's actually um, what in our church we call a lay missionary. So he's moved to Australia from the United Kingdom to help build the church in Australia. Um, And on that point, I just wanted to ask you, because obviously we sit in the West, um, we hear about salvation and automatically we, we think about going to um, more remote places where people haven't heard Christ, have heard about Christ. And then we also yeah. see if you're a Christian, it's like the chances are you've heard about um, Hillsong um, or you've heard about Planet Shakers. So you don't ever think, OK, I want to go and be a missionary in Australia or America. Or if you do, you probably think you're being worldly. Um, you're just yeah. following the money. But what would you say to yeah. a Christian who perhaps has had that tug on their heart that maybe the Lord has been calling them to minister um, in either Europe, Australia, New Zealand or um, North America? What, what would be your thoughts on that? I mean, I think, you know, the deception in terms of because of maybe like worldwide ministries such as like your saw, the Planet Shakers, doesn't tell the true story or the full story. You know, when I came to Australia, um, I thought that the whole nation would be Christian because of Hillsong. I used to listen to Hillsong music back in the UK and uh, I was engrossed in it and I was thinking everybody else in Australia would be too. And I came to, when I, when I came to Australia, I came to realise that people didn't even know who Hillsong were, right. which was just like amazing. Even other churches, other local churches didn't even have a clue who they were. They had their own different types of music and I mean if, um, compared to Planet Sakers I mean they were just almost I mean you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't tell that these major major churches were in the country um, when I first came here um, they're very quiet in the way they go about their business even though they've got quite a large number of people in their churches so you know there's heaps of people still waiting to know the Lord in these countries and I'd say that never throw away your conviction because of the judgment you think you'll receive from man. I think in Galatians 1.10 Paul says that you know if I receive honour from men then I cannot be a servant from God so never ever um, throw that conviction away no matter where it is in the world. Yeah. So but what you're basically telling us is that the harvest is um, plenteous everywhere. It's not just in remote parts that really it's a deception, as you said, for us to think that, oh, okay, Hillsong is there, so I don't need to go there. But actually, there is work to be done all across the world. Hillsong, and- Hillsong is in a little corner. <laughs> and there's a huge corner with, no, with nobody. So, um, yeah, we need more people to go out there into even these, first world countries I'll call them and to preach the gospel in these countries also it has to be done great thanks for that so as we said this is a podcast about books um so do you want to tell us um um, the name of the book that you've chosen 
and um, why? Um, so I chose The Art of Leadership. Um, this is a book that was written by my pastor um, called Dagwood Mills. Um, I chose this book because I feel that leadership brings purpose, um, which spurs individuals to achieve their goals and visions. Um, you know, I heard a famous person once say that, you know, everybody's a leader. And I was like, really? How can everybody be a leader? And he said, well, the first person you're actually needed in this world is yourself. Yeah. And, you know, that means that you govern yourself in your day-to-day life, even if you don't maybe govern or lead other people. So it's probably the most key principle to have of how to be a good leader, you know, and um, me being a man too and a husband of one wife, (laughs) (laughs) I did not lead my home as well. And, you know, so that my home can also be a a successful home, I guess. So... I agree. I mean, so the other day, right, I'm going to throw this at you. Mm. The other day I was on Facebook scrolling as one does. And um, yeah. I saw this flyer um, by a um, ministry and it said, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ um, never spoke about leadership, but today we have a multi-million pound industry devoted to leadership. So but when I read that, you know, actually, it actually did throw me. I looked at the fly yeah. and I thought, you know what, this, there's some truth here. But then I felt the Holy okay. Spirit convict me and say, actually, in Acts chapter 1, when Luke was writing the verse, the first verse, he said that he spoke about what Jesus began to teach and do. So yeah. it's true that Jesus Christ never spoke about leadership at all, but it's not just what he said that we need to pay attention to as Christians. We also need to yeah. pay attention to what he did. Oh. And the truth of the matter is, Jesus Christ was able to get 12 people together and yeah. change the world as we know it, um, change the world as they knew it actually well, for two, for the past 2000 years. Now, yeah. whether we like it or not, that can be described as leadership. I don't know what other. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he got the 12 to, he led the 12 yeah, to change. Yeah, yeah. He changed their career. He changed their attitude. He changed their mindset. Um, he taught them how to do things, and that's what leaders do. Yeah. Leaders um, change um, the way that the individuals that they're leading process, the way they process whatever they process, you know? I think one a key point also when we're looking at leadership is to understand what leadership is through the eyes of Christ, and I believe that leadership, or the art of leadership, is actually the art of servanthood. So I believe for you to be a leader, you have to be a servant. And Christ showed that in John chapter 13, for instance, when he washed the feet of the disciples. And he said, and like he said, he he didn't, he may not have said it, but, you know, he did yeah. a lot of things, you know. And um, even the statement where he says, follow me. That has to be said from a leader's point of view, you know. And I feel that the art of servanthood is the art of love, you know. So um, it all ties, leadership still ties back down to the Father, still ties back down to God, and it still ties back down to love. Um, so that, I, I, I don't want to say that um, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Yeah. Do you understand when it comes to those kind of things? But I think it's clear cut 
uh, somebody once told me that um, the red, the red, the things that are written in red in the Bible is what Jesus said, but the things that are black is what he did. Exactly. So we need to take both things into consideration. Yeah, agreed. And um, what I would say is that uh, with everything in life, right? If you mm. take uh, even everything in the scriptures, right? If you take the revelation too far, then of course you leave, yeah. you fall into error. So I think there is yeah. some truth in the flyer that I saw. Um, First Thessalonians chapter five says that we should test everything, right? And hold on to what is good. And I believe yeah. that even though um, leadership is something that we should look into as Christians, the truth of the matter is, and I think this is what the flyer was trying to say, that if you um, major on it too far, then the church becomes something that it's not. It's not about corporate leadership or success or growth so there is that aspect of it but um overall i do think that there is leadership qualities and skills that we as christians as you said can learn from um so well, okay when you say well when you say um sorry to when you say that it's, um it's not about those things um it, i i don't know i just I, I question it because the truth is, if there's also no leadership, there's no structure. No, agreed. So and there the, has to be leadership. Yeah, the church has to yeah, have structure. The, the church has to aim to be successful. Agreed. Um, so I, 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 don't know, I don't know how the church can't have leadership. No, so, so I think the point is that if you do it too much, so if we, what does that mean? Yeah, that's what's the definition of too much leadership. Questions, yeah. This that's is maybe this, way it puzzles me. Yeah, what's too much yeah. leadership? I I guess it's when leadership takes the place of Christ. So at the moment in our discussion, we are pointing yeah. to Christ as our standard Correct. of leadership, right? But. Yes. At the same time, there is also worldly leadership, which is different from the way Christ went about leadership. You've mentioned servant leadership. Now, I'm not necessarily mm. sure that that's the type of leadership that exists in the corporate world. And so yeah. I guess if the aim is, uh, remember that we're supposed to um, cast down everything that anything that exalts itself higher than the name of Christ, right? So I think yeah. that if leadership as a concept or um ideology becomes yeah. the thing that we're seeking rather than christ then there's a problem in the church right so that's where i think there's a okay. there's, there's a oh yeah fair yeah. enough i mean definitely if especially if the leadership of a, an individual like a man for instance yeah. rises up above the name of christ right that's i mean it's really dangerous because yeah. we, we've got a tyrant rather than a servant of god exactly um so yeah 100 i agree with that and also if it becomes a distraction, right? If we're focused on leadership rather than salvation of souls, then we may... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. back to the book, I guess. We've had a bit of <laughs> divergence. Um, so what is the art of leadership, the book, about? Um, you want to tell us a bit about the structure um, and, yeah, how, what the book's all about? Okay, so the book's basically given various principles of how to lead in terms of your life um, in terms of, a lot of the principles can be used in multiple arenas I mean you can use it for your work you can use it for your marriage you can use it for the ministry and the book just gives guidelines and 
um, basically advice on some of the key principles, especially scripturally, of leadership, which will help um, if you apply some of these um, some of these principles, and also it gives general wisdom keys as well. I would like to call them. I mean, some will call them like in the book of Proverbs, they call it proverbs or dark sayings. But yeah. it gives it some wisdom keys as well. That I think if you apply them, also um, they'll contribute greatly to your life. Okay, so what when you say um, wisdom keys? So is it the it's a prose like long list of do's and don'ts or many chapters? Oh, no, I mean, How's it structured? No, How's the book I mean, structured? I say with, um, wisdom keys because it may not be a specific scripture that it's being backed with. But for instance, one of the keys that I would talk about is like the art of concentration, where. It just talks about that if you're going to achieve something, you need to be able to concentrate on it, you know. And um, something like that can actually be scientifically proven as well, you know. Um, so um, another key could be something like wait on your season. Basically trying to say don't rush, get prepared. Um, all these things that are very important if you're going to do anything in any sphere of life especially. So um, just keys like that, you know, that, can just push you in the right direction okay so logical like the, keys so they're like short nuggets which you can use Correct, to, yeah. to to ruminate on or to think about and so yeah. um my the way i see the book is it's not one that you need to necessarily sit down and read in one sitting you can take yeah. lit, uh, chapters because there are quite a lot of chapters in the book but no one should be you shouldn't a person the readers shouldn't be alarmed because the chapters are quite small so you can literally take yeah. three two or three a day and even one actually a day and just meditate on it and try and apply it to your life. So on that point, what would you say has been the biggest um, learning point that you took from the book? So one that's had the most impact on your Christian walk um, or, and your um, just your general life, your professional life or anything really? Um, there's quite a few, but I mean, the one that probably stands out for me was I think it's chapter 17 where the chapter talks about valuing people um it talks from Mark chapter 8 verse 36 and you know I feel that um this chapter is um, it's revolutionary for me personally because it talks about valuing people over money it talks about valuing people over material things basically over like that you know in today's age especially in today's society with social media the way everything is with young people and everything you can easily want to look a certain way or prove yourself to be a certain thing it's easy to be a materialist and forget that you know the key concepts of life are others you know and to love others to care for others to think about others you know so um that's really, I think that that chapter stands out for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think for me, when I was preparing for this, because um, I've read this book a number of times, right? So I was just thinking, wow. as, I, <laughs> as I was reading it again for this, I was just trying to think about what has had the greatest impact on my life, I would say, in terms of leadership. Yeah. And I think there yeah. were um, two key points um that 
I realized that actually this book changed the way I thought about this. I think the, fir- the first one was interact with the great and small. And I think the first time I read that, that chapter, um, yeah. it got me to think about actually, if I'm only able to relate with people who are like me, then I can't really achieve much in this world. I can't really influence yeah. people um, to follow me. And I think I, I went about trying to learn how to interact with people that were like, but that weren't like me. So people who were older than me, people who were younger than me, or people who were from a total social, different social background, different religion. And um, actually, um, another point in the book that helped me do this was to know a little bit yeah. about everything. So okay, I've yeah, yeah. actively gone, uh, I, I find myself um, actively trying to understand different cultures, different traditions, different religions, you know, just to be a better leader. So for me, um, it's yep. helped me um, learn how to interact with other people who are not like me. So, yeah. Um, I'll give, you a, I'll give yeah. you a small story. And I, I don't want to take too much time. But no, very, no, very no, quick. it's just fine. With, the first, with your first point, which is really key, actually, um, I'll tell you this. Um, when I first came to Australia, um, I was looking for a job. Okay, and um, I tried to work at re- I tried to do some retail work because I used to work in Harrods when I was in the UK. Right, and so, Harrods, and just for those of people who are abroad, is a department store. It's um, like Macy's luxury department store, like Macy's <laughs> if you're in the US. Um, I don't know of any others anywhere else, but yeah, Harrods is the bee's knees, yeah, as they say. Yeah, yeah there's, <laughs> there's none other like it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I was working in Harrods and... Um, I went to, when I went to Australia, I thought, look, let me just look for, you know, just a decent department store to work for. My CV should be enough to get into any other department store, just to get some money in my pocket. And I couldn't find a job. And I was there for five months and I couldn't find a job. And I was running out of money. Mm-hmm. And I remember my pastor from the UK called me. And he called me, this bishop said, and when he called me, he said to me that um, find something you can do, and it doesn't have to be high profile. Mm-hmm. And he said, and then he, and then the key he gave me, is, and this is what relates to that uh, re- relating with the great and the small. He said that find a job where the greatest amount, a number of people are, and at that time. All most of the people that lived in the social background where I was living, especially, were working in factories. Mm-hmm. And so I applied and I got into a factory, and it was some of the toughest work I've ever did in my life. But I met so many people who mm-hmm. may not have been in terms of my educational level, we hadn't maybe, you know had that same background but in terms of relating with the masses I had that great opportunity to do that and um, it just opened my eyes to relate with the great and the small yeah. especially the small in that sense yeah yeah in that sense yeah, yeah. we you can't see us but we're doing inverted comments just so we know that yeah small according to the world small according to how the world sees things right um, yeah so um that was a a, a key blessing for me as well and you know I have made some fantastic relationships and um yeah it helped the church as well so that was a blessing good good, good. so 
we've spoken about um, some of the, the, the positive things that you've learned from the book. So what I want to say, one of the things I wanted to do in um, this podcast was not just yeah. to talk about um, the good aspects of books, but also parts of books that we found challenging or parts of the book which we've needed the Holy Spirit to work on us or for a bit more time to understand um, what the author was trying to convey. So mm-hmm. within the book, are there any aspects that you found to be challenging or um, difficult to accept the first few times you may have read or difficult to understand? Um, I think initially, for instance, um, one of the chapters was growing your influence. And I was thinking to myself, you know, do I really want to grow my influence? Would Christ want to grow in his influence? Right. And, you know, or should I be humble? You know, and I realised sometimes we go to the extreme with certain topics. And um, I think that me being a missionary, I would need to grow an influence. I would need to connect with people. I would need to, you know, have a certain relationship with people. But yeah. you can look at it from a different stance and then you can criticise it in a certain way. Depending on, It's all dependent on how you interpret it, I guess. So that was something that, you know, at the beginning I felt maybe I was a bit challenged by it. But you see, once you start to actually understand where the message is coming from, you start to really grasp that actually it's not swinging on one direction. It's actually quite balanced. And what it's actually trying to get you to do is just relate with people and, and have an influence on those people to help them, even if you can yeah how was one i would say yeah 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 so for me um Mm. there's there are two chapters in the book which i found to be very interesting one talks about um, leadership of women and the other one is about leadership of children now before, before i talk about this i just want everybody to understand out there that um the book is not saying that women cannot be leaders and i just okay. want to say in our church we're not taught that women have no place to lead or any of their stuff um if i felt insignificant or didn't have the ability to lead or even start something i wouldn't be doing this podcast so that's just to give the general background but i did struggle with that chapter not because i didn't agree with it but because i hadn't experienced the type of leadership that the book talks about it was um a lot of the time i've heard people say anecdotally that they've struggled to have female um bosses um they've they yeah both both women actually usually women say that about other women right that actually they they don't know they find that they might be a bit emotional there's yeah yeah, all kinds of things that people say about women and I hadn't experienced that so I didn't really know it to be true um so I just thought that this is just something that's being said but actually in the past few years maybe from 2019 onwards I've actually experienced a lot of what I would describe as challenging female leadership and actually a lot of the points in the book yeah, a lot of the points in the book became real to me. And I think we need to talk about it after. <laughs> <laughs> and then, because my sister always used to talk about how she's having challenges um, with her boss at work. 
okay. and actually when I as I was reading the book again um uh, maybe in 2019 um I actually found myself saying like literally this is this is it and mm. for me it wasn't I didn't see it as oh it gave me two things actually I was like oh there isn't necessarily a problem with me this is something yeah. that somebody who is leading needs to work on and then it also right. made me feel that actually I cannot um separate myself from this because I'm a woman as well so it also made me think okay are there leadership points in my life that if someone is under me that they would feel that I'm a bad female in adverted commas leader and yeah. I think what I would say to people is to take the book as you said um in the spirit that is it's it's written the point of the book yeah. is not to criticize women it's more and there's only like two pages on the topic <laughs> it's not the main issue the point of the book is to help us to identify negative character yeah. traits for a particular type of person um and yeah. I felt that for me it was a challenging and something that I had to work on I hope that makes sense I think what you said there is really important that, that especially the key that it actually doesn't apply to everybody yeah and, the, and and it's not all women yeah. that have these traits per se, but it's something that can be distinctive to them that, you know, some do have. Yeah. And therefore, if you do see it in someone, then just beware. And this is how you deal with it kind of thing. Yeah. Or even in yourself, be careful that you don't incorporate this kind of attitude or behavior. You yeah. Know, I mean, there's quite a few chapters that, you know, somebody could say they're significantly drawn more to men yeah. well i mean it's, it's all about how you look at it That's yeah again yeah. um we don't want to say i don't want to say too much i want the readers to actually go and pick up the book that's why i've not given out the actual yeah, points definitely, but definitely. there are things for us to all work on in the book um yeah. and yeah that's just, it was a challenging point for me um so we're <laughs> rounding up uh uh tt so thanks for joining us but as we um round up uh three questions that i just want to ask yep. you do you want to because this whole podcast is about reading right so yep. do you want to talk to us about a bit a little bit about your reading habits so we're living in an era where people find it difficult to pick up books um maybe yep. for time their schedule um how do you manage to put fit reading around uh, into your schedule um personally i i look i believe that knowledge is very important i like to learn new things and um i try and i i put most of it in calendars so i i force myself to ensure that i get at least 20 books a year read okay. minimum um so if i did like two books a month that'll be 24 or something like that so just to make sure that i've got that standard up um so i set myself up that i'm going to take maybe two books that i'm going to meditate on i'm going to read and just focus on those two books um that's one of the keys that i got from out of these is the art of concentration like i said before um so if i can finish two books in a month so good you know i've done a good thing i'm aiming for t- like like i said 20 in a year but if i can get 24 then yeah that's a blessing so, so- how do you read them? So what is it that you're doing? So, so maybe I'll just take a couple of chapters a day, not too much, okay. not something too extensive. Um, do you do depending that on your... how, 
do you do it on your commute into work or are you guys still in lockdown how is it working for you at the moment yeah we're, we're, we're currently in lockdown so I, I can read more now mm. when I'm not on Zoom having meetings <laughs> but uh, um, I mean I have like some cheat codes as well that I do I mean I don't know if it's appropriate to you know share them here but like I have books in my bathroom and stuff okay. like that so depending on what the occasion is <laughs> I can just pick up a book and you know just yeah go have a few chapters down so um yeah there's a few hacks here in there that I use but mostly the, the main aim is to read two books a month okay. and who would you say is your favorite Christian author well, my personally, I think my favorite Christian author is probably the person who's influenced me the most in terms of the books that I've read, which is um, Bishop Dykewood Mills. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read quite a few of his books that he's written, and they've been amazing revelations to me. Um, and, they're, and they're continually adjusting my life and helping me grow spiritually, um, even as a husband, etc. So yeah, he would probably be my number one. So, what would you what would you say are your favorite books by him? My favorite books, yeah, by um, him. I'll say Art of Leadership, obviously. Yeah, uh, I picked that one tonight. Um, Art of Hearing, okay, which is um, the Art of Hearing God's Voice, which is fundamental to me. Um, book that I also enjoy reading quite a few. I mean, one of them up there is Victory mm, Secrets. Okay. It's a nice book. Um, and probably Loyalty and Disloyalty. <laughs> <laughs> that deserves yeah. its own podcast episode. So that's probably for oh, another really? time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> for another time. Maybe with you or with a different guest. Time will tell. We'll see what the Lord. We'll see what the Lord will do. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, we'll and um, apart from uh, Bishop Dagwood Mills' books, um, yep. which um, two, three to five books would you recommend for any Christian to read? Um, from different authors. Uh, anyone, probably not Bishop Dagwood Mills. Doesn't okay, really cool. matter. So, um, um, I read. When I first came to Australia, one of the books that I read was um, David John B. Cho's book on prayer that brings revival. Yeah. Um, I know he just passed away recently. So, yeah. Um, that's quite, it's quite sad. But his, his book on how to bring revival, like he's a prayer warrior. And yeah, it's a beautiful that, that, book to read if, yeah. if you want to get into intercession, especially. Beautiful. Um, another book that has blessed me was Blessings and Curses by Derek Prince. Okay. Um, very good book to read. Very detailed. Very well explained. Yeah. Um, Understand. Um, De- Derek Prince was a yeah. theologian, I think, so I wouldn't be surprised Derek, if, yeah. yeah. No, no stern on turn. No stern on turn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Three. Um, there is a book by um, an individual called uh, Dr. Emerson, I think the name was, and um, the book's called Love and Respect. Okay. And um, it's more towards marriage. Right. Um, 
it's when you say marriage. more towards term marriage is it actually about marriage or is it relationships yeah, yeah, okay yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like if you want to look at it from a love and respectful eye you can okay. literally he's it's talking about his relationship with his wife okay he's, he's given pointers of things that he's learned from the word and from experience so um very very practical book as well very very practical book um it's a great read talks about how women want, want love and how men want respect so um depending on if you find that true or not that's your do you find it true um, have you found it to be true yeah I, I've, I've, I've after reading it in depth like i've come to realize that men don't actually need love they need respect they, they prefer respect right and women women don't need they need to be loved okay and, and respect yeah. will follow that yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it comes well done you, you 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 phrased that correctly <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who's listening i gotta be careful <laughs> so yeah um another book is the believers of mountain by kenneth hagan amazing book if you're signing out as a christian especially and you want to know what a believer can do and say and it's a great book on faith and then my last book i'll probably recommend which is probably one of my favorites is the call by rick joiner okay yeah if you like adventures this is it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah very very prophetic book very anointed very powerful well thanks so much for your time tutu i'm calling you tutu but um my understanding is everyone else calls you philip or phil so yeah. pastor philip <laughs> out there yeah, too those the, people are hearing you in australia trick, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks so much for your time and just to all hey. the um listeners all the books that um, pastor philip has mentioned will be up on my website so you can check them out and we'll also have some show notes so you can reread or re-listen to this um podcast um in your own time well thanks again for your time pastor Tutu, thank you for having me and enjoy it's late where you are now right uh yeah quite late won't tell the listeners yep. about that <laughs> but thanks again <laughs> and have a good one see you soon thank bye you, yeah and just like that we've come to the end of today's episode i hope you learned something new today and you're going to try to get a copy of the art of leadership let me tell you what i learned Listening back, I learned that I actually say actually a fair bit. I guess I'm going to have to work on that. But on a more serious note, if you're interested in reading The Art of Leadership or any of the other books Tutu mentioned, there will be a link to each book on my website. My website is www.jeancabasomi.com slash podcast. That's www.jeancabasomi.com dot com slash podcasts my network is ever growing but i'm always looking for interesting people to speak to on this podcast so if you have someone in mind or you have some other form of feedback on how i can make this podcast better then send me an email my email is jeancapasomi at gmail.com that's jeancapasomi at gmail.com lastly if you like this episode and are willing to do so could i ask you to please rate this podcast on whichever platform you access your podcasts it really helped with getting the podcast out and into the hands of other interested christians like yourself well that's it from me thanks for listening and until the next time keep reading and seeking the lord god bless bye